Hello and welcome to Excuse My ADHD, a podcast for adults with or who think they may have ADHD. I'm your host, Jeanette, and this is my journey. Hello and welcome to Excuse My ADHD, episode number 14, where the streets have no name. I'm your host, Jeanette, and I am navigating ADHD one distraction at a time. Today's episode, I talk about how ADHD and overwhelm can wreak havoc on your life, or really how it's wreaking havoc on mine. It is the burning the candle on both ends, sensory overload, overstimulated, systematic shutdown of your brain that turns us into walking vegetables that can't really function fully. So if you're a first-time listener, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. If you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. My solo episode titles, if you haven't guessed, are actually song titles. Crazy, right? It's my playlist, if you will, for how I'm feeling about an episode or how the topic makes me feel. This one is the name of a song from my all-time favorite band, U2. See, I like all kinds of music. Everything from Nessun Dorma, Pavarotti is the best version, from the opera Turandot to Tupac, and most everything in between. Well, maybe not everything. I'm not really a big fan of country music. Sorry, hope you won't hold that against me. Um, but the reason I pick the songs that I do is because the lyrics resonate with what I'm trying to say or what I'm feeling. So in this song, for example, the lyrics go like this. I want to run. I want to hide. I want to tear down the walls that hold me inside. I want to reach out and touch the flame where the streets have no name. I want to feel the sunlight on my face. I see that dust cloud disappear without a trace. I want to take shelter from the poison rain where the streets have no name. And later, there's a verse that reads, We're beaten and blown by the wind, trampled into dust. So this pretty much sums it up. The first line, that is how overwhelmed makes me feel at first, like running away and hiding with the two-year-old that's screaming inside my head. At the same time, I do want to tear down all the walls and touch the flame I it's ripping through the emotions and feelings holding me hostage and doing what I need to be doing I want to feel sunshine on my face to feel the warmth and see the dust cloud disappear this is when I finally feel like I'm getting back to myself where I can function and start doing things again see the overwhelm anxiety and depression are what's holding me hostage inside my own head I can see myself there bound and gagged in a chair, the part of me that can do the things. So how do I get out of my restraints? How do I free myself from this screaming two-year-old inside my head that's got me held hostage? That's what I've been asking myself for months. The thing I really need to do is figure out how this happened. How did I get to this point? See, I was riding high for several months, all in the build-up to the launch of this podcast. I spent my days working at my real job, evenings, doing house and family stuff, 
until everyone was in bed and then I spent my nights on the podcast. It's what I refer to as my passion project. I was doing research, writing, emailing, just creating. There's so much that goes into it that I didn't even realize. And so I had to figure all of these things out in order to do it. And they're all things that I love doing. But I think what happened was I did too much for too long. And I finally burned myself out at both ends. The culmination was my trip to Philadelphia for the International ADHD Conference. It was my last burst of energy and excitement I've had for a while. And the conference was amazing. And I have so much to tell everyone and hundreds of slides to go back through and notes to reread. I really had this whole plan in my head going into this of doing, you know, videos and talking about the things I learned after each session and doing mini episodes all through November. But yeah, that didn't happen, did it? What happened was the conference was wonderful and amazing as it was emotionally and physically draining. I felt left feeling amazing with all of the wonderful people I met and feeling at home like I belonged for maybe, you know, one of the first times with people that really understood me not just you know got me but got me and understood because they felt the same way and then what I didn't count on was the crash that I had when I got home and had to go back to work so I was too tired to write episodes to work on my website or to even post anything on social media my brain was shutting down And none of those things are hard, you know, putting a post on social media shouldn't be hard. It's not hard, but luckily I had interviews done already and a few more lined up to buy me some time. But in the meantime, the list of things that I wanted and needed to do is just mounting and mounting and my time is limited in which to do it. My day job wasn't making things easier because, you know, starting November, December, I'm in the busiest time of year and I don't want to do it. I mean, I do, but I'm frozen waiting for the deadline to get closer. So my hyper focus will do a manual override on my two-year-old and break me free. For me, when I'm feeling overwhelmed like this, the first thing that happens is I freak out. After the freak out, which kind of resembles the little circle and the faded out not responding message you get like in Excel when you're working in too many documents at the same time and the computer system can't keep up. Next, my internal CPU is giving me the blue screen of death that no reboot will fix and I can't do anything but watch as my list gets longer and time gets shorter. And with all this comes guilt, shame, feelings of failure. I felt all of you. I felt myself because I couldn't get it together to get the conference information out to you guys. I couldn't get any episodes out to you guys like I wanted to. And then there's the failure to work and my friends and my family for not being able to be, well, 
me, just kind of a shell of me. With ADHD, you'll hear a lot that for us, there's only now. We don't learn well from past experiences and can't really see into the future to know how what we do will affect us. We also have problems with what an article in Attitude Magazine calls ordination or planning and doing parts of a task in order. Yeah, I can totally relate to this. It all makes organization hard to sustain because instead of doing things in order or from beginning to end, we'll pick like a random task and start in the middle, even if it's not the most important. If that isn't enough, the mounting to-dos have all of my attention. All of them at the same time. Not only the to-dos, but everything else from kids playing upstairs to the food I'm cooking to the kitchen to the TV on in the living room. The misnomer that we have this attention deficit should really be more of a focus deficit because I can pay attention to everything, just not well, not enough to remember details about any one thing. Like for example, my son's basketball games, I go and watch him play and I focus on him, but so much is going on that I'm everywhere. I see the kid with the untied shoes, the detail on another player's shoes. I see the faces of the parents from the other team when we've scored yet again. I hear the game going on in the court behind me and the volleyball in the opposite end of the court. My girl's asking me questions all at once and by the end of the game, I can't tell you with any kind of accuracy what happened. I watched, I was excited to see it, but my brain couldn't process it. The score could be 12 to 46, and without the scoreboard, I would have no clue. Like, this is especially true, like, when I was coaching soccer. That was some serious overwhelm for me, too. I was trying to learn a sport, teach a sport, and keep up with scoring. There were no scoreboards, and so at the end of the game, I would think we only lost by a couple of goals. Legitimately, that's what I thought. I was dead set. That's what it was. But then I talked to my husband or the you know the person that was helping me coach and every they would look at me like I was crazy because it should have been obvious that no we lost by a lot more than that again I I couldn't process everything going on around me I was watching the game I was paying attention to what was going on I was yelling and shouting and in it but I couldn't process everything so just like what was going on when my son plays basketball you, sh- you can't retain the information because your brain's overwhelmed and your brain's attention is everywhere. So it's not focusing on any one thing. So back to now. Not only am I in freeze mode, but all of my symptoms are multiplied and exasperated due to the stress, which all just keeps compounding on top of each other in an endless cycle. Like in the midst of all this, I keep finding myself getting lost in things that take little to no mental energy to try and escape it all. Facebook scrolling, random news stories, random other internet rabbit holes or games. And before I know it, things just keep getting worse. How the hell do I get out of this cycle? Now it's led to my depression flaring up. I say it's a flare up. And binge eating, taking over, so I'm gaining weight. And there's several things, and the problem is it took me months to get here. 
though it's taking me weeks to get myself back. So what am I doing to help to do all of this, to get myself overwhelmed? First thing I do, at least, so this is for at work. So the first thing I do is I declutter. Typically, I like the mess on my desk because I know where everything is. Ask me for something and I can visualize exactly where it is. Where's the fringe benefit table for FY20? It's in the pile of papers under the student stipend schedule under my keyboard. It's the third paper down. Where's the paper I took notes on that told me about the new department's accounts? It's in the manila folder under the plastic folder two stacks to the left of my computer. In the manila folder is either the very first or last page depending on which way you open it. But you'll just have to trust me on that one. <laughs> Take my word for it. When I am in over when I'm overwhelmed though these piles that usually comfort me make me feel worse. So what I'll do is I'll take like an hour and go through everything on my desk and get rid of things I no longer need. I consolidate my many post-it notes by first. I will see, do I still need anything on this note? Can I write this down somewhere else that makes more sense? Is this something I can take care of and just be done with real quick? If not, should it be added to the to-do list? So I'll go through all of those post-it notes, throw some away, keep some, consolidate, whatever. And the next thing I do is start a new to-do list on a fresh piece of paper. So I have a template with boxes, little check boxes and lines in a Word document that I use. But a regular piece of paper would work too. I just, I like what I like. And I kind of get agitated if I can't find the file saved and print out a new one. I say any piece of paper would work, but for me it doesn't. Thank you, OCD. Starting the list over does a couple things. So it lets me see how much I've already done or have marked off on my current list. It helps to bring attention to the things I may have done but forgotten to mark off. So then I'm eliminating tasks from the list. And lastly, the act of writing the tasks back down helps me remember them and the freshly written list is neat without the chaos and some of them marked off, but not others, random follow-up notes that creep up the margins, etc. And it helps me get back on track. Just having that nice clean desk, the nice fresh to-do list, it's little things. Once that's done and I've organized and rewritten my to-do list, I clean my desk, my phone, my keyboard, my mouse, my mouse pad, everything. I don't know what it is, but the smell of the Clorox and the new freshly clean desk having, there's something strangely comforting for me of cleaning my whole desk and seeing those dirty wipes and throwing them away. Once that whole area is done, just this temporary organizational ritual helps me feel like one, I've done something, which when you're overwhelmed, getting something done is big. Even if it's something small, even if it's something that has nothing to do with anything else that you're trying to get done, it's an accomplishment that can help you get started the ball rolling and build on with other small tasks. I've done something. Two, it helps me to reboot. I think I need something physical to do where I don't have to think too much to give my brain a chance to get going again. So by pushing myself away from the computer and the list for a few minutes to just reorganize those piles and to just clean the desk. 
it just, it's kind of cleansing and it helps. At home, that's a little bit different. At home, to help get the exasperated symptoms in check and deal with the depression, I work out. Whether it's doing yoga, jogging, going to the gym, or just getting up, taking a walk. Just get active. On the weekends, it's usually a lot of running around the house, getting dishes and laundry done, going up and down the stairs, cleaning out the kids' backpacks, just trying to catch up on the things from the week and get ready for the new week and try and get it all done in one day so then I can have at least one full free day. I don't love it at all. I kind of hate it, but it has to get done. It's something that I don't have to think too much about. So this movement, again, it helps clear my head because I can't think about all the other things if I'm doing yoga and focusing on my breathing and my postures, making sure that my postures are right. I can't be overwhelmed if I'm running and getting lost in a song and trying to keep my heart rate down and my breathing steady. If I'm trying to scrub a stubborn pan clean or get a wrinkle out of a dress shirt, I'm not thinking about my failures and the other things I'm trying to get that stupid wrinkle out without making more wrinkles somewhere else. Following along with the movement is music. Music is so important to me. And you can use it everywhere and it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're, you can listen to music while you're cleaning, doing an impromptu dance party with your kids, running, just listening to music. I don't know if this is a thing for everyone with ADHD or just anyone in general, but music can help me tremendously to change my emotional state. Just a song can give me goosebumps, like Ness and Dorma sung by Luciano Pavarotti is just wow. I can listen to it five times in a row and every single time get goosebumps right towards the end. It's just so emotionally, especially after you know what the words are. Other songs can just make you ready to do damage. Like most Eminem songs or some metal, it's just like, I'm ready to go. Let's get this done. Let's do this. And then there's some love songs that can just tear your heart in two. Right now, One of my favorite get up and get moving songs is Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. It has just this really cool 80s vibe to it and I can't help but just want to move, dance, run. I can't listen to it and be down either. So I'd suggest putting together a playlist of songs that get you motivated and use that playlist to help get you out of your funk. Crank it, whether it's in the car, whether it's at home or in the office through your headphones. It'll help you get started. Something else that's really helpful if you can swing it and it applies to work and at home, play hooky. Take a day or a weekend just for you. Self-care is so important, just so, so important. And I need to practice it more. I really do. I don't care if your thing is shopping It's not really my thing. I hate being around that malls and that many people. Um, But taking a spa day, which totally is my thing, going fishing or hunting, getting in touch with nature through whatever outdoorsy thing you do, or even hitting up a golf course for a round of nine or 18 holes, whatever it is that is just for you. Do it if you can, even if it is just for a few hours at a time. If you can't get a whole day or a weekend, Just find a couple of hours, if it's a long lunch, whatever, and just do something. 
it isn't selfish and I know at least for me a lot of times and it may be mom guilt it may just be guilt I don't know but I feel guilty because it's taking away from work or it's taking away from my family you need to do self-care so you can be the best person you can be for those that depend on you it's important to everyone's well-being not just neurodiverse If you can't get away allowing yourself time to recharge on the weekends by taking a lazy day or a lazy few hours of doing nothing, that's self-care too. Um, You're allowing yourself some much-needed downtime. And with how active our brains are and how much energy we use, we kind of need that downtime to recharge. The last tip I will leave you with is probably going to be the hardest for some. It is for me too, and that is to delegate or ask for help. These two things, when possible, will help you to alleviate some of the pressure. And lately, I've been able to delegate better at work, but that doesn't mean that it's easy for me to let go. I always feel guilty asking for help, like it somehow makes me inadequate or automatically a failure if I can't do it all myself, which is why it's so hard to do. The thing is, though, it'll help you get your to-dos under control which will help alleviate some of the overwhelm. You just got to get over yourself long enough to ask. So it may only take one thing to help you get going, or if you're like me and wait until you have exhausted all of your energy reserves, it's going to take everything and some time. I'm definitely getting there slowly, but I'm getting there. And the thing I try and remember, even if you have to put it on a post-it note on your monitor at work, and refrigerator at home it is okay you will get out of this funk this too shall pass and you will see the dust cloud disappear without a trace for today this week that's kind of all I wanted to talk about I just wanted to put that out there and see if any of you guys have experienced anything like that I know around the holidays a lot of times people can get overwhelmed because Not only do you have the regular day-to-day stuff, you have the stress of family gatherings and gift-giving and just the craziness of the holidays. So let me hear what overwhelms you. What tips or tricks do you have when you get in that overwhelmed, stuck state that help you get out of it? And maybe it'll help somebody else. So until next time. Thank you for listening to Excuse My ADHD. If you like what you hear, don't forget to please subscribe, rate, and leave an awesome review. Show notes and social media links are available at www.excusemyadhd.com. Until next time.